turtle bands over and over again. There's not a substitute back for amusing conversation. I'm the Archbishop of Banterbury. You didn't up for the opera. Welcome to the Bantercast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 66 of the Bantercast. This is Ben Cohen. I'm here with my co-host and good buddy, Michael Parker. That's me. Um, today, we're going to be talking about, we're going to continue our healthcare series, our, our mental health awareness series, um, and talk about the magical cactus San Pedro. Yes. Which is a, um, a hallucinogenic plant um, that is used to cure... Uh, physical, spiritual, mental and emotional diseases that has been around in um, Peru and the Andes for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and you recently did it. I've done it before uh, a while ago, but you haven't done it. And then carrying on with your, carrying on with your, uh, you know, having people who've been listening, you, you have a severe bout of depression mm-hmm. and anxiety, you've had panic attacks and you've been curing yourself with plant medicines yes so this is the next this is like part three part four of yeah. your healing journey yeah uh it was incredible um i have not felt this good uh this grounded for years um well to make a long story really long uh i'm going to tell you the whole the whole <laughs> yeah, long story really long. yeah but just, just, just to quickly, um, like, remember, we took a break, right, from, for, for, for a while on the Bantercast. We took, like, a four-month, no, three-and-a-half-month hiatus, right, because you were dealing with a real serious, um, uh, some real serious stuff. Yeah. It was really bad. And we did an episode when you were not well. Yes. And, like, it was, like, sitting next to, like, deflated <laughs> Michael Parker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sort of there physically, but, like... Spirit oh, man. is like severely, oh, yeah, yeah, not, 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 uh, not good. Yeah, I still remember vaguely what that feels like, and man, being, I can't explain how profoundly, <clears throat> how much better I feel uh, in every single way, mm. um, and it's really thanks to San Pedro. I mean, it's an incredible medicine, uh, an incredible medicine. So. If you may, sorry, go ahead. Versus, okay, so just just to be because you did ayahuasca yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, how many? Well, like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty big difference, massive difference. Yeah, like you were like deflated, Michael, and then back to kind of like yeah, almost normal, Michael. I would say <coughs> the difference is like the same distance from like de- like horrible depression to ayahuasca. I'm the same amount better, like that same delta, like I'm that same amount, but better. So like ayahuasca, you were like, I'm okay. I went from zero to one. And then from like... Well, I went from negative one to zero. Yeah, yeah. And I went from zero to one uh, on San Pedro. So you're basically, and one is feeling fucking great. Yeah, I feel fucking amazing. That's that's amazing. That's fantastic. Like depression gone, uh, anxiety gone, um, like... And we're tr- not trying to make money out of this because they're illegal drugs. Yes, they're illegal drugs. Um, I did them, of course, in a perfectly legal place under the auspices of a very perfectly legal group of people, obviously. Yes. Uh, actually, Just it wasn't in the United it. States I, where, where I did it. Um, well, that is true. Yeah, I did it somewhere else. and uh, Well, I did it in, in Poland. Um, where it's 
Definitely not also legal. not legal. <laughs> not but it may not be illegal there. Who knows? I think it's, it's weird. Le- the laws are weird around. around so that. I don't think it's illegal in Poland because it's like of such an unknown quantity. Quite interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is a, a cactus basically you, that you drink and and it's been drunk for thousands of years. Obviously, um, I uh, there is this. Um, well, there's this uh, this 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 place in Peru uh, called La Casa de la Gringa. Uh, run by um, Leslie, mm, I forget her last name. Um, Myberg, yeah, yeah, Leslie Myberg. So, she's a Wachumera. She, you know, helps. Um, Wachumera, can you do you want to explain that a bit? Yeah, Wachumera is a uh, is someone who understands how to diet, how to uh, dose and use uh, Wachuma, aka San Pedro cactus, as a medicine. So she travels all over the world. Uh, you know giving the medicine and, and ceremony. And um, I had to go to Europe for a wedding. And I, uh, it just happened to be that Leslie was a few hours away from where I was. That's a, that, that is, a, actually, there was an even funnier um, a synchronicity, um, which, do you remember the synchronicity when you, you, cause I spoke to you on the phone and you were like, I was kind of encouraging you, to, I was like, you should do San Pedro, it's really good. And you're like, I need, f- I need the universe to send me a sign. Oh, this is hilarious. And that, was, that was really weird. That so I'm literally, okay, we'll go, let's go all the way back because this is a great story. Um, I had a dream when I was in the hospital in China about grandfather, about the grandfather plant, which is what San Pedro is called um, in the Amazon or not the Amazon in, in South America. Um, and I had this dream of being in this like, this uh, hut with all these like warriors and we were drinking San Pedro together and they kind of covered me in like tobacco leaves and and like and then like I started having this terrible panic attack and they removed the tobacco leaves and then like I could just see this beautiful jungle and this seat uh in this round circle of all these like warriors and they said now it's time to take your place amongst us and that kind of stuck with me that dream really stuck with me uh and I just knew that I wanted to... And it was ha- definitely San Pedro. It, it was like San Pedro, it. and they were talking about grandfather. Okay. And, um, you know, later on, as I, you know, I, this, I was you know, in the depths of, like, a horrible, like, depression at this point. Like, you know, wanting to commit suicide and all these things. And that, just, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty serious. Yeah, yeah and I was, I was, you know, way, you know, uh, I was a long way from, from where I am now. Um, and then later, you know, after um, sitting with Ayahuasca and talking to you, Ben... You know, you just said, you know, maybe uh, San Pedro is something to look at. You maybe you should go and do it now. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do it later. But I kind of maybe if the universe gives me a sign, I'll do it. I, as I say that phrase, maybe the universe can, should give me a sign. I'm driving in Los Angeles at this point. Um, so I had some meetings out there. And I literally look up <laughs> while on the phone with Ben. And I saw a gigantic sign that said San Pedro this way. And it was like a, a place in California called San Pedro, mm. but like the universe literally showed me an actual sign, and I just started laughing, and I was like, "Okay, it's time to do this." And you sent me a photo of it. I sent you a photo, and this is like it happened literally when I was on the phone with you. Yeah, that was mad. That was mad. Yeah. So. Um, By the way, don't if uh, listening at home, don't take photos while driving. Yeah, don't Safety do that. Advice. Don't do that. So. Um, I decided to go, uh, but this is like really last minute. I could already book my flights to, um, to, I had to go to Germany, to Austria for a wedding. 
And uh, I just happened to see on the La Casa de la Gringa site that she, Leslie was not going to be in Peru. She was going to be in uh, Poland. Mm. So I emailed her and she responded right away. And she's like, I'm sorry, we're full. Um, there's no room. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, okay. She's like, well, talk to this guy. His name is, uh, it's, his name is pronounced Magic, but it's like a Polish name, which is amazing. But he's this, the, sh- the, the shaman. Uh, and magic. I, yeah, yeah. So, and I had like literally already left, and I was already in uh, Austria at this point, like yeah, assuming yeah. that I wasn't going to go. And then I was just like, man, I really want to go this, do this. And then, like, I just thought, like, you know what, like, I'm just going to ask again. And I emailed again, and Magic said, actually, someone like literally 20 minutes ago just canceled. So there's a space for you, um, if you want. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I signed up. And so I uh, flew from Austria to uh, Rotslov, which is a city uh, in Poland, a beautiful city. It's like one of the few cities that wasn't bombed to shit. Mm. So it's a gorgeous, like, you know. City. Yeah. And I, you know, rented a little fucking Fiat 500, you know, manual. And I drove into, like, the countryside of Rotslov. And it's, like, getting dark. And I, like, pull into this, like, gas station and like there's all these like fucking polish lads just like getting drunk and it was amazing yeah, yeah. and uh you know I, I find my way into this like little village and i'm trying to find where this place is because it's like pitch black and it's like actually yeah. like this kind of farm type place <laughs> wow and so this like polish lady comes out she's like, this bucket of like pig like this of like slop for pigs well, okay. She comes out to my car and she starts talking to me in Polish. I'm like, I'm trying to find this place. She doesn't speak a word of English. We're going back and forth. Finally, I like, I managed to get magic on the phone. Finally directs me to get to this house. I show up and it's like, you know, pitch black. And I get there and everyone sat in the circle doing a, like a tobacco ceremony. And I was like, ooh. Tobacco like a, like, like a Native American style tobacco ceremony. They're like smoking a pipe. Oh, interesting. And I was just like, oh man, like, I felt like a little bit like I, I had this kind of judgmental, like unnervedness. Why, why, why? What was? Because I just felt like I get a little bit, I don't know, maybe it's my defense mechanism, but I, I'm sort of just like, oh, these these are a bunch of weirdos, aren't they? And I'm going to have to deal with this. That was my first thought, right? My first yeah, thought is I, like, I, oh. I go through exactly the same thing. Every time I do this stuff, like when they, like the new age people or the yeah. kind of like all into the kind of indigenous stuff. Yeah. It, it, it makes me go like, uh, Yeah, that's my first thought. Always, However, yeah. by the end of it, yeah, I'm like cool, fucking yeah. full on yeah, into it. Like your family, you invite yeah. them around for Christmas. For like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full on like doing tobacco ceremonies too and by the end of it, you know. So yeah. anyway, we, we get there and, you know, we're, there's like a ton of people in this like beautiful, serene, magical um, sort of like, set of these wooden houses set amongst like these rolling Polish hills, like wildflowers and rolling farmed hills. And like, just like these winding roads that disappear behind hills. It's just like gorgeous. And these like amazing dogs that are just like playful and kind. And these, um, this, this incredible Polish couple who makes the best fucking best food I've ever had in my life. Just cooking all vegetarian food, but it was like next level delicious. So that, so I next day, we you know we're told we're gonna drink, yeah, and um, how many English speakers there? A lot, okay. M- almost all Polish, but they all spoke English for the most part. Probably thirty. Thirty people. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah, there are a lot of people there. Wow. Maybe less than thirty. Maybe 
20, okay. maybe 20 or 30. Yeah. So we're all, there's a, there's several different houses and like, you know, each kind of place to sleep is we're all sleep stuff on, the, on these like um, mattresses on the floor. There's probably like six or seven people in, in my room sleeping and, uh, you know, wake up the next day. Obviously we don't eat. Mm. Um, and we, you know, we set our intention and I, I sat down in the circle and like, I just happened to next to this, this like a uh, lovely older lady and I just walked up and was like, hi, how are you? And I just started talking to her and hugging. I didn't realize that was Leslie. And we kind of connected right away. And she, yeah. she's just this amazing person. Um, hearing her story, she she moved to Peru, you know, in the 90s mm. after uh, divorcing her husband at the time with her all with three of her kids. Mm. And has been there ever since, basically, and discovered plant medicine and yeah. became this pretty well-known figure in in this Peru kind of... Yeah, in, in, in that area, yeah. Yeah, like, so she was explaining how she had this, like, really... A complicated name for her, uh, for her house, yeah. and people would ask for it, and the taxi drivers wouldn't be able to understand it. Yeah. And they'd be like, "Oh, la gringa, la casa de la gringa." Okay, yeah. so the name, like, "Oh, the white lady's house." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll take yeah, you there. Yeah. And like, so it just eventually stuck, became la casa de la gringa. Um. So anyway, we just we kind of talked, and I knew I set my intention, and my intention was basically um, to confront all the things that were you know, harming me and to like, you know, deal with myself and to, uh, find my purpose and all these things. And, uh, so she, and I was scared. I was really scared because, you know, I had, I was just, you know, anytime I take plant medicines, I have like a healthy amount of fear. And I just had, you know, we just, I just sat ayahuasca and it was a really scary experience. Mm. And I had never, and I was talking to Leslie. I was like, man, I'm kind of scared. She's like, don't worry. You'll be fine. It's going to be beautiful. Mm. And I was like, okay. So we, she just takes a spoonful of this powder, which is that uh, cactus, yeah, San so Pedro cactus. Huachuma is the, the, the ancient name for, um, or the indigenous name for San Pedro. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can do a little bit of just the, the, the yeah, give you like a 30-second yeah. history. Yeah. Uh, but basically, San Pedro uh, was named San Pedro by Spanish travelers, um, by the by the Spaniards when they came to Peru, mm-hmm. um, because they believed that when you drank it, it took you to the gates of heaven, St. Peter, right? Mm-hmm. San Pedro, St. Peter, it takes you, St. Peter takes you to the gates of heaven. Yeah. So when they would drink it with the indigenous shamans in Peru, mm-hmm. they believed it would take them to the gates of heaven, mm. um, which I think is a fairly accurate description of what yeah, hundred percent. But the indigenous name, the native name for it, is Huachuma. Yeah. So we we sit in the circle and everyone's there and and uh, Magic, who's this amazing human being, um, just starts chanting. Oh wow! He goes like, Hey hey uh, hey uh, Huachumita, hey hey uh, hey uh, Huachumita. You see, he's like this. He's singing to like the San Pedro. Yeah. And then everyone starts singing because they all get together and do San Pedro ceremonies in Poland like every month. Wow, wow. Um, so they're all like chanting and stuff, and yeah. uh, it was really cool. And also, a little, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. It's going to be like, again, I'm like, all my defense mechanisms are right, all my cynicism and yeah, you know, yeah, East yeah, Coast yeah, American, yeah. like, meh, uh, whatever. Uh, and so I like set my intention and I uh, st- mixed in the powder into this water, and I took a sip and it fucking tasted. Horrible. It's, yeah, it's not very nice, is it? It's not nice. 
And finally, well, the, the best way I can describe some is super bit. It's like battery acid. Yeah, it tastes like like a fucking cactus is what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, tastes like, like a cactus. It had like straight aloe juice. Yeah, it's like that. It's but worse. Like, but you just want to puke. Like you, yeah, I, I yeah, wanted yeah. to puke. And um, so, but it's like you know, it's not ten. Bad as ayahuasca. Oh, not as bad as ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is worse. Ayahuasca is way worse. Yeah, but there's good. more of San Pedro, so it's kind of like uh, it's fifty fifty because like it's a big amount. At least it's like a big spoon and like a lot of water, so it's like yeah, you got because I was you just get yeah, it down. Yeah. It's like a shot. And this yeah. is like a glass of stuff. You gotta keep chugging. You gotta keep chugging. So, <laughs> but it's ten in the morning and it's cool. The air is crisp. It is mm. sunny, Lovely day. and there are wildflowers oh. everywhere, and uh, these dogs and all these people with like these great intentions and. You know, I get there, I had nothing. I didn't have, like, sleeping bag or anything. Like And, like, people just, like, gave me pillows and blankets. And as I got in there, it was, like, 10 o'clock at night. These, this Polish lady made me this beautiful soup. I had just been so taken care of. I was in a good place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to drink this and I'm going to deal with my fear. <clears throat> so I, uh, you know, I, I drink it and um, we we sit and we, we all share and we kind of talk about what we, what we want to do and and then I kind of get up and go to like kind of find my place and sit sit down mm. and this like really warm like lovely feeling comes around and I just sort of start getting this sense of um, just, just how majestic this place is mm. and um that first time, you know, I had, my, my head was just like spinning and like I was just trying to figure out like what was happening to me. And eventually I started to talk to my grandfather. This was on the first day? The first day. Wow. I talked to my grandfather who was this... Within like what, like an hour, two hours? Yeah, maybe within... Uh, well, the, I was... I, the first day I was really uh, like not experiencing the medicine. I was trying to drive the medicine yeah, yeah, like yeah. with my thoughts. Okay. And later I learned to not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just going to take that. Because like, I was just like, I was, um, well, I'm going to read to you what I wrote. I'm going to read what I wrote. So, I was struggling with, you know, depression and, and fear and so I started talking to my grandfather about it. Yeah. And my grandfather is this kind of very strong but very good uh, man from Alabama. Like, he grew up in Alabama. And to a very poor, like, Irish, like, sharecropper type family. And he has a, a, a particular way of speaking, at least to me, which was very funny. Mm. And he would just give me these like southern idioms to explain all of my questions. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I was like me. I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, I'm sitting here and my fears like overwhelming me and like, and you know, my doubts are overwhelming me mm. and all these things. Like, you know, what's up with that? And he said, uh, you know, what happens when. And I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, and I, I was like, I'm trying to talk to you about it, and maybe you can help me figure this out. Mm. And he said, Well, you know what happens when two bears shit in the woods? I was like, What? He goes, Twice as much bear shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, What do you mean? He's like, He's like, 
talking about it is not going to get like that's not the way out of this mm. thinking your way out of it is not the way out of this like you need to stop thinking yeah you need to feel you need to feel stuff for a second and i was like oh shit and and i said we started working things out and i was just like you know grandpa i, r- I really miss you but you know there's some there's some shit that you we got to talk about it's so like you know i would I, I think i would like you to you know know that you really hurt some people when you're older when you're when you had my when you, you hurt you hurt my dad and you hurt your wife and and you did some bad stuff and he's like yeah we had a long talk about that and i had him so i sat him in the corner to think about that and we kind of just went i know i went through and started talking to all these different ancestors like cleaning up all the stuff that they had done oh, wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was amazing Okay, so how, just explain to people, how, yeah. how did it kind of, was it like a voice in your head? Or was it, it was like, like a understanding. Were they physically there? Or no. They were just in your thoughts? They were present. Present, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and I'm just going to read what I wrote. You because have, but you were having a, you, it was a dialogue, a back and forth dialogue. Yeah, so I'm going to read what I wrote. Um, and so the first day was kind of like, I'm just going to say it was kind of like a getting to know mm. San Pedro, like what it was and... I had some dialogue with ancestors, and, and it was really beautiful. But it was the second sit that was really deep for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second and the third sit. Um, but I'm going to read. Um, and so I was, and I, you know, kind of was dealing with all this sense of, you know, my mind is this kind of um, obsessive, worrying uh, thing that is constantly afraid. And... Uh, I, I learned, I'm going to read everything that I wrote. The, the first thing I wrote is about, um, is about just how to heal yourself. So, th- so what San Pedro showed me is that, you know, there's a process to healing yourself mm. and to growing and to finding a way out of uh, depression and difficulty yeah. and, and things that, that hurt you. And I'm going to read it. It's a little bit long, but here we are. It's a podcast. So fuck it. So, the next sit, the first sit was like really much kind of getting knowing you. It was mostly just experiencing a beautiful place mm. and talking to my ancestors. And it was like a really beautiful, warm day of just like majestic beauty. Do you, do you think, just to interject yeah. again, right? Just to say, um, because it might be people listening, like skeptic people listening, going, yeah. well, that's not possible. It's a drug. Yeah. Like, I mean, how, how do you. Do you think that it was truly the spirit of your grandfather? How did it feel to you? I would say um, yes. Yeah, it was actually the actual spirit of your yeah. grandfather. You thought, that's how it, it, it felt. I, I, I can't uh, explain how, like, there is no way that my brain... Could have conjured up that. No way. Yeah, and look, I'm, I mean, this, this podcast is not about me, but I did a San Pedro seminar. Did I talk about it on the podcast? Yeah, you did. Did I? Yeah. Um, which one? The one recently? Yeah, you did. I think. I don't know if I did. We'll, we'll talk about another. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about my experience another time. But, but, but one of the the experiences that I have had is this dialogue, right? With mm. for for me, it was with um, the Earth, with the Mother Earth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and having a a, a, co- a sort of a back and forth conversation, and I will tell you, for some of the stuff, I could have figured it out. Yeah. Some of the stuff. Hell no! Absolutely no way no on way. earth could I have made these 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 um, dialogues and intuitions yeah. 
up myself. No way. This is not coming from me. No way. Uh, it was so, uh, so much wisdom came out that yeah, it's not, I it's would not. love to say that I'm that uh, wise, but yeah, me, yeah, me no too. way. Yeah. I, I wish. Uh, and so anyway, th- that was like the first day. Uh, it was really beautiful and I felt amazing. Yeah, next, yeah. I felt amazing. And then, you know, you, you know about this, but when you eat food <laughs> yeah, after fantastic. drinking San Pedro, it is the most unbelievable experience. Sensation ever, the, yeah. the way food tastes. It's like you've never had an oh apple before. Oh, my God. It's like the first apple you've ever had. I, like, it was, like, the most incredible experience. Just, like, uh, it's, it was, like, orgasmic. Yeah, it's like watching my kid eat yeah. things for the first time. Yeah. I watch them eat ice cream. Yeah, that's what I'm it's like, like. That's what it's like. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, oh my. Anyway, so that was really beautiful. But the second day, uh, I started getting kind of more deep. Mm. And I'm going to um, I'm gonna read what I wrote. Uh, and uh, you'll kind of, and you'll see that, like, again, we're talking about things I couldn't have written. I could not have written this. <laughs> I wrote this in five minutes. And I could wow. not have written this. Without on, on, no, this is all San Pedro. San Pedro yeah. No, I don't. I don't have this much wisdom. So, yeah. um, so I'm going to read. I'll read this now. So, early in the morning, after drinking San Pedro, I poured myself a hot glass of water. I love warm water in the mornings. Something I learned from my mother. I placed the warm water about some steps outside and went to the bushes to go perch. Sometimes you got like I was feeling sick. I needed to go throw up, so I went to go perch. I was there a while waiting for the moment where the purge would come. As I was doing so, someone accidentally knocked over my warm water. They replaced it. I lamented they probably used cold tap water. I had been looking forward to warm water. Nevertheless, after purging and sitting a while, I went back and drank the water. It was cool. And I was happy because the sun had risen in the sky and outside the temperature demanded a nice cold drink. So it wasn't so bad. The water was cold and refreshing. I popped myself down in a hammock to relax. Soon after doing so, San Pedro, grandfather, Got to work on me. It turned out to be one of the most beautiful lessons in my life. Here's what he said. In every moment of life, there is something. There is a heartbeat of something beautiful. Sometimes it com- comes on as loudly as an oncoming train. We brace ourselves with eager smiles, ready to climb aboard the train and let it take us somewhere magical. But other times, those beautiful moments are quieter, or even so faint that we can't even hear them, like the whimpering of a small dog in the rubble of a fallen building. We must search for it. That magical heartbeat. Though it may be hard to hear, it is there, unmistakably. And that is what the gift of our senses are for. To reach beneath the sandy surface for hidden diamonds left after crashing waves. Stretching our fingers and our toes for the edges of beautiful things that we find after we fall and hurt ourselves. It is in these moments that we are free. But it is not the fall which frees us. Rather, freedom comes from allowing ourselves to fall. Knowing the universe knowing the wisdom of the universe holds us in her loving, woven embrace. I'm not this fucking elephant, I promise you. Pain is a, is a moment that lingers. It wounds us, sometimes for years, or in some cases, even lifetimes. If we bring ourselves back to these difficult moments of trauma, we may find something good, something beautiful, some seed of goodness, which can plant a rainforest of love. In doing so, we can become our own healers, setting sail free of the bondage of the open sea. What was once a foreboding ocean is now well-charted waters. Our compass is love, and we set, fi- we set sail in a boat made out of possibility. It sounds trite, perhaps bordering on ridiculous, that in every moment of our suffering there might be a kernel of beauty, a fragment of goodness, cast aside with the refuse. In a moment where we might have been most violated, that I would ask you to journey within to find something good, 
That good could be as simple as a beautiful flower that made its way through the concrete. Perhaps you saw a beautiful flower amidst all the horror of that terrible day. But that little flower, like the puppy trapped beneath the rubble of a bomb building, is the universe reminding you that, yes, there is goodness. There is love. And as long as there is love, you have your compass. And as long as you have your compass, you have your possibilities. And though you cannot change the current of the ocean, you can learn to sail your ship. So find that little flower. Find that little seed and plant her in your heart and grow into a garden of love. Moments may come to you so loudly and so beautifully like a train that we may look at these moments, uh, look back at these moments as if they were perfect. But in fact, in every garden, there are weeds that disturb the plants. And if you train yourself, you may pick these weeds up and mistake them for flowers. Soon your entire garden will be overrun with plants that you never wanted to grow in the first place. You may even wind up fooling yourself into thinking you never wanted flowers to begin with. Imagine yourself in a so-called perfect moment with a loved one. But as I asked you in a previous exercise to look back for some good in a moment of difficulty, the flower in the concrete, the puppy underneath the rubble, instead look for, at, this at this so-called perfect memory for something imperfect, an imperfect smile, an imperfect feeling. The more you look for these things, the more you will find them, some real, some imaginary. Soon these memories polluted by weeds, and what we thought was a rosy, perfect memory in a garden of love is now nothing much to speak of. This is what we do with our lives. We allow these weeds to become overgrown. These thoughts that take away from our moments of joy and love, that pierce and tear at our beautiful moments. You see, life and love are like a garden. Plant the seeds you want to surround yourself with. In every moment, there are seeds of all kinds, both what some would call good and some would call bad. But collect those which bring you joy and cultivate them within yourself. One day you will find yourself so full of love and overflowing with produce that you will hand flowers to everyone you meet. Your garden will be so bountiful that you may be known as some kind of farmer of love. But even an experienced farmer must be careful of what he picks up and plants in his garden. So too you must tend to your heart by going into moments of pain and looking for seeds of beauty and love and by going into moments of joy and weeding moments of anxiety and depression. So this is funny. As I was typing this thing, uh, the auto, like, you know, like you that type auto. You on your phone? Yeah, I was typing this on my phone, yeah. Jesus. And the auto, you know, like how the, these words come up, the automatic words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I was typing this, the words that came up were fear, anxiety, depression, meds. And I wrote, wow. Like, I was like, wow, even my keyboard is so used to the words anxiety, pain, and medication, and depression, that it has become an automated text that appears whenever I speak. I've trained my phone, a mirror of my own mind, to look for moments of darkness and to stay in them, rather than to look for, look for light in these moments of darkness and cultivate them. These moments of joy are seeds, tiny, fragile, but real. And they are everywhere. It may say take some time to find them, but I assure you they are there. And even a seed can plant a forest. So now we can start with a small example and then work our way up for you, my friend. You sat down with a hot cup of water earlier today. You placed it on the ground and you went to the corner to purge. Someone knocked over that cup of water. Now, this is certainly not an ideal situation. Also certainly not a catastrophe, but more so an opportunity to express to you a fundamental lesson. You see, the man who knocked over your cup of water picked it up and refilled it, this time with cool water. He didn't know you prefer warm water. You thought, hmm, too bad. I wanted some warm water on this cold morning, but hey, no big deal. You went back to purge. You slowly made your way back to where you sat and you picked up the water. But as the time had passed, the temperature outside had gone up. You went from having a blanket and a sweatshirt in a cool morning to sitting outside in the sun needing a cool drink. Now that glass of hot water magically has, be has turned into a glass of cool water, and all you had to do was stand far enough away from it to let it happen. 
but you would have missed the beauty. So I was like, I was like, holy fuck. Mm. Because it's true. Like, so I had a glass of warm water in the morning and I was like, I drink, I drink warm water in the morning. Kind of like, I, it's like, it wakes me up, You're but it, I was looking forward to it, but it got fucking hot outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, actually I wanted cool water. By the time I got back inside, I wanted cool water. It's an example of the universe working itself out yeah. for you. And you just have to like do nothing and let it happen. Yes. So, uh, but ha, you would have... Yeah, ha, sorry, sorry. Keep yeah. Going, keep but you would have missed the explain. beauty of it and planted weeds in the memory of it and wouldn't have cultivated it with a lesson <laughs> from earlier. Now you can cultivate this memory to bring you joy for the rest of your life. Something small... Something as simple as a, a glass of cool water can become a memory big enough to fill your heart with joy forever if you let it, if you cultivate it. It's not the big moments that count. It is the moments that we savor and treasure and cultivate in our hearts that matter. They grow into loving, perfect pieces of our history, and they lead us to found the foundational truth of the, truth of the universe that love exists, and it is here, and it is around you, and it always has been and always will be here for you. And all you have to do is notice it, and it will grow into the greatest force in the universe. So I was like, yeah, but like, I'm always fucking like unsatisfied. I'm always like depressed. I'm like, all this. And then St. Peter's like, it is, and St. Peter said to me, it is not that you are dissatisfied or satisfied. You are neither of these things. You are you, a beautiful human soul who notices. You notice things here and there. You pick them up. You put them down. You cultivate them. Sometimes you cultivate things that don't serve you. And you plant them deeply inside of you. So deeply that you think they are you so deeply that you convince yourself that they must have always been there. But my dear, they haven't, and they aren't you. But as you give them your energy, as you give them your precious attention, you water and grow them until these things do, that do not serve you become powerful vines. They constrict you and stop you from reaching your fullest potential. And slowly you find yourself tangled in them or even at war with them. By then you forget that you are a cosmic gardener and, said, and instead you think you might be some kind of weed whacker. You start thinking that maybe you need a machete and you start hacking at ends of weeds that have long since grown into towering vines, forgetting that with every step in their direction, with every swing of the machete, you grow the power of these vines. But instead, you must stop and simply notice that deep beneath these vines is a tiny, beautiful flower. And that flower represents the fact that love and beauty still exist. And when you focus on that fact, the vines of anxiety, fear, doubt, anger, and uncertainty start to fade those vines will never dissipate into nothingness. No, that is not the nature of the universe. Rather, they are there to be cultivated by you should you wish to use them. You see, there are no weeds in nature, only plants that are here to help you or help someone else. Take what you wish in abundance. Plant what you wish. Take and give generously of Mother Nature. She is yours and you are hers. Fear, anxiety, and doubt are like plants. They have their place in the forest, but you have just grown too much of them. They have overtaken your garden and disrupted your view of beauty and love. Now you must loosen your grip on these vines and let them go. Look around you at all the beauty that surrounds you. That is love. And it is here, it is here for you just as fear is. You just need to pick it up and cultivate it. So go into your thoughts for a second. Daydream if you wish. And the second you have your daydream starts to have any fear or anxiety or even the faintest drop of something that doesn't serve you, stop. Go into that feeling. Now, in that feeling, find the flower underneath the vine. Find the puppy beneath the rubble, the diamond in the sand. Stay there. Imagine that moment like a photograph. So at this point, I was like working on, I was like taking this like an exercise. Mm. I was like, okay, so how do I, like if I'm having a panic attack or I'm having a depressed moment, I'm feeling down, how do I handle this? Mm. So Sam Peter's like, okay, let's try an exercise. 
Hold a thought in your head like a picture. Let's say, imagine a beautiful landscape, a sea of beautiful grass. You see over there the little girl who's walking in the grass with a basket of flowers? Imagine for a second that she represents love. Okay, focus on her. Zoom in. There. You see that little fly on her hat? There. That is like fear. We can zoom into that fly as much as we wish so that our whole vision is only of that fly. And if we take a step back at the whole landscape again, we see that little... We can, we, uh, if we, and if we take a step back at that whole landscape again, we see that that little fear in of, it, in it of itself is an infinite universe of fear. But in the grand scheme of things, it is just a fly in a sea of beauty. Notice that that, f- that piece of fear is enough fear for an entire lifetime. But on that little girl with a basket of flowers, that piece of love is enough love for two lifetimes. So it was sort of like, it was like, okay, I imagine this beautiful image mm. of uh, a little girl with a basket of flowers in this beautiful field. This like sunny rolling hills, and like, I, it's like okay, this is beautiful, but like let's find something that's like represents fear. So the fly in this case represents fear. There's this fly on this girl's hat, and you can zoom in with your thoughts onto this fly. So like imagine it being a photograph that you could in, you could zoom in and out of. Mm. So you could zoom all the way into this photograph, like so that the photograph was instead of being in a giant field, a beautiful picture, it was just a fly. Mm. like an ugly fly mm. and you can infinitely zoom into that fly it goes to like you know Infinity, the yeah. into in, it's infinite right it goes yeah. to like the subatomic level it just continues you can just go into that so like <laughs> even a tiny piece of fear is enough fear forever yeah, yeah, yeah. You can because stay there. You because can. you can go into it infinitely deep yeah 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 um so it was Sam Pedro's like, yeah, if you want to go into fear, like you're, that's what's going to happen. But notice that, and notice that little bit of fear is enough fear for a lifetime. Enough, enough of that sorrow is enough sorrow for a lifetime. Enough, yeah. right? So um, on that little girl with a basket of flowers, that, so like is enough love for two lifetimes. In every moment, there are flies and flowers. As you grow, you learn how to cultivate your garden better. So how do you do it? Let's go back to the analogy of fear being a fly on a girl in a large landscape photo. We can choose with our zoom and our cropping abilities to make this photo whatever kind of photo we want it to be. It could be a gigantic photo of a fly if you want it. You can even zoom it to this fly at the microscopic level. And here's the mistake we make. You think that your job is to make the best picture you can. It isn't. It is to notice that even on the fly are parts of remarkable beauty and majesty and that the beauty descends infinitely within the fly and within everything. And that fear is just your inability to notice love and perfection around you. Look at the beautiful colors on his wings and the way light refracts into rainbows on his eyes. It isn't that you are broken, actually totally the opposite. You are like the fly and the little girl. You, you like the fly and the little girl are perfect and remarkably beautiful. And noticing these things in yourself is godly. And this is how we handle our overwhelming emotions, how we heal ourselves in moments of pain, by finding the little girl with a basket of flowers, by finding rainbows on the wings of a fly. There is eternal suffering and eternal happiness in every moment. You have the sensitivity for both. Use what serves you the most. So that was like day two, right? It was like deep. I mean, that's an astonishing piece of work there. I mean, I think I think you should take a little credit for it, though. Thanks. Yeah, yeah um, it's great. I mean, it's amazing, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, but like, it's sort of like, you know, every particle mm. in the universe can you can go infinitely <clears throat> deep into it, mm. or you can zoom out infinitely. Like right. we could, we could like. Like anything you see, let's say you see like a glass of water, you can zoom into that glass of water to the subatomic level, to its mm. particle and wave, to whatever, even more deep, right? And 
you can zoom infinitely out of that. So it's like your ability to like notice things mm. is infinite. Right. And so when you have like moments of pain, mm. that pain is also infinite. Right. You can go into that pain as deeply as possible and stay there. Stay there for as long as you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes, that makes sense. But when you notice the beauty in that pain, mm. when you find something in that pain that is good, mm. all of a sudden the energy of it changes. Right. And the fear goes away. And what's left is beauty and love it and all these things. Yeah. yeah. And like it's the cycle. It became like it like sort of dawned on me as the cycle of healing mm. because after this lesson i like started feeling all this pain mm. like i felt the pain of everyone and like the universe's pain and it was so heavy and it was so much and i was like this is so much and is it, what, what, this day two this is day two you know that's 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 really quite pretty interesting actually that that so the, where i've done san pedro um is in the uh, down in the amazon and the way it was structured, it was it was it's to have these three days, right? The first is the the first day is you is the water, is you learn about the the water massage, the water journey, which is like your spiritual birthing. The second day is the earth, is that's the earth massage, which is the your then your connection to the mother earth. And every time I've done this, I've gone down there twice to do this. So I talked about the podcast, yeah, you a did, yeah, years ago, I think, yeah. as well. But the 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 second on the second day, which is the earth massage. Every time I've done it down in the Amazon, I've felt that overwhelming heaviness, <laughs> overwhelming, like, the pain of the earth, like, the pain and suffering that's happening yeah. on earth. And, and go, but it's interesting that happened to you on the, it was on the second day. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe that's how, I think, you know, I'm sure that Le- Leslie's very well trained in mm-hmm. you know, Andean um, shamanism, mm-hmm. San Pedro shamanism, that it's probably structured like that. Maybe she doesn't tell you it's structured like that, but yeah. but the the way that the medicine works through you is is to have on the first day it's kind of like an intro to the to, mm-hmm. the, to the medicine, and the second day is when you do work. Y- yeah, that's when you're going into the you're going deep into the earth. Yeah, I mean, um, I so I started feeling like this all this pain and uh, and then it was like I got lost in it, mm. and I just like was just like crying and I was like fuck it's so heavy it's so much pain all this suffering all this people suffering and somebody was like yeah yeah but remember what we talked about oh wow and it was like oh yeah okay and it was like okay freeze what about this is good what here is beautiful and it was like and I just started noticing all the things that had been built out of suffering Mm. you know that and St. Pedro was like all great builders suffer mm. and like their building is healing right and suffering and and healing are is like these like these forces of growth does that mean then that if you decide to stop suffering then you stop building um i don't know i, I think that i think that uh I was, I was i was thinking about that right the, probably the, yeah because like I know that a lot of, you know, what I've built over the time has been, some of it's been in reaction to some, you know, yeah. to suffering, to pain, to, you know, feeling insignificant, feeling like I want to prove myself or like being dumped or rejected or, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, but then when you let go of all that, you're like, 
Do I have to? Yeah. Do I still have to go and like? It, it dawned on out? me. Yeah. It's like people who can really make me laugh. Play music and fucking. Well, it's like. What's wrong with that? That's probably quite a good idea. It's like it started. It started. I was like, man, all these people who can make me laugh because they've really suffered, and the people who have made things is because they really suffered. Like, mm. and the people who can really love is because they've really been hurt. And like, you realize that like it's this kind of like duality. Duality. But do you do you think that though that that's that's necessary? Um, I th- I don't know if it's necessary. Maybe, it, maybe some of it's necessary. I think that it's just the nature of the universe. But like, you know. Would you want your kid to like suffer? Yes. But like, how much? I don't know. Yeah, how, how much? Like, when? When's enough? Because like, you know, I look at like Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy is suffering. Yeah. Right. He's suffering badly, and look what he's built. And it's not. It's not always good. good. And it's not very good. No, yeah, it's, it's not. not great. He's built big things, and he's built them out of, you know, what's funnel what's channeled that is is or what he's produced is really pretty pretty bad yeah it's like sort of an echo chamber for his father's mm. hatred of him of him yeah disdain of, for him yeah and, and uh, of, yeah and it just you can see what echoes into eternity and right. um so i can actually have another thing that i wrote about. this is uh, this is perfect so what i wrote <coughs> that song uh no it's about it's about suffering so 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 we, this is like a perfect dovetail into the next kind of part of it, which was like, okay, how do we, what about suffering and yeah, anxiety yeah. and all that stuff? So I felt all the world suffering and, uh, and I was like, what about these panic attacks? Uh, yeah. And Sam Peter's like, okay, we'll talk about that. Um, so this was, so the third day I started talking about pain. So the second day I'm having, I'm like learning how to heal myself. So I'm like feeling pain, healing it, feeling yeah, yeah, pain, yeah. healing it, feeling pain all day long. It's kind of what I'm doing. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really hard. The next day, I like I uh, so my doses were going progressively up. So the second day, the first day was like a medium dose. The second yeah, day was like yeah. a, like a big dose, and the third day was like a big dose and a redose. And then a redose, yeah, yeah. So I took my big dose, and I was like, okay, I, I was feeling like pretty okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go redose. So I went to go redose. Yeah. And then I drank it, and like 20 minutes later, it's like, uh oh, shit. The whole it became ayahuasca, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like the whole everything around me started vibrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the colors started detaching themselves from, from like things. And they, like, they, they were separate. Like it's like colors were like, separating themselves from everything. And like I started getting really scared. Yeah. And I could sense San Pedro being like, uh oh, we got like a we got a patient here who's like really like this guy is like what do we do? Is this like a is this like a mm, not yeah. sure if this is good? Yeah. And I felt these like angels like guiding me to like like almost like my hospital bed wow and um and like i like sat down and it was like i was like okay do i need to do this do i need to do this right now and it was like do you remember you set your intention to deal with panic attacks i was like yeah it's like do you want to have panic attacks ever again i was like no he's like okay well then this is what we got to do surrender and i was like Fuck. So I just like laid down and just like died. Let it do its thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was basically felt like I was dying. Yeah. And I was getting really scared. Um. And I was like, okay, this is intense. It's too much. Like, I need a glass of water. I can't Mm. like have this yet. And Sanford was like, okay, no problem. Take a break. And all of a sudden, everything relaxed and like the world stopped vibrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got up, 
uh, and walked up to get a glass of water. I had a piece of fruit. I took a, a chill, I like a break. Like I was, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like ayahuasca where like, you're fucking on this train, motherfucker. You yeah. ain't getting off. Yeah. It was like, okay, you need 10 minutes. Cool. And then I have my glass of water. But, but the pa- the power of it is is, is still. P- oh yeah. The San Pedro, the power of San, pa- San Pedro is equal to ayahuasca in a different way. Oh my god, oh my god. So I, you know, I get my glass of water. I eat a piece of fruit, and then I like lie down again. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. And then it's like everything started happening again. The everything started vibrating. Like I had these visuals of like you know, the earth just like melting away basically. Yeah. And I started having, I started like. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to get lost in my fear right now. I'm going to find my fear and I'm going to look for something beautiful in it. Yeah. So I started like, I closed my eyes and I was like, okay, fear. Like yeah. I looked at it and I started, it started, it, it came like, like it was this, like this, these vines that were like, you know, like thorny and I followed them in and I was like, oh fuck. Oh my God. I, I see what it is. And I just started crying and yeah. crying, crying, crying. I was like, oh my God. I, this is so. This is what I wrote after this, because like I yeah. was like you know couldn't really get it. Um, my anxiety and fear is my mother's love checking on me, making sure her little baby has enough to eat, enough to drink, is safe out from danger outside, from outside danger. I felt it. I feel it so greatly because my mother loves me so much. She loves me so much because she hurt so much. She hurt so much that she built a kingdom out of it. From all that pain, she created all this magnificent beauty. And I felt that pain so deeply. But she doesn't want me to relive her pain, to feel it again. She wants me to enjoy the fruits of her kingdom. In doing so, I am her healing. By loving myself, I am healing her. And that's what healing becomes. We're talking about this. It becomes something with momentum, where two, three, four come and love from what was a lifetime of pain. In doing so, the bravery of the individual to love when they hurt creates momentum for more and more love, cascading all around us, healing the whole world. My panic attacks were an example of the of when a mechanism for love goes awry. Think about mm. Trump. And how healing can unlock an ocean of personal treasure. You see, my panic attacks were vestiges of my mother's worry for me. Was her baby okay? Did he have enough to eat? Was he going to suffocate? Was something going to happen to him? These were the fears of every mother, but especially my mother, who from broken pieces of her heart forced a son who loved her more than she knew was possible. He showed her what love was and reflected it back on her so that in time she may learn to love herself. But the son mistook worry, worry for love. <coughs> he thought love was to worry and to worry was to love. So when he was frightened, trapped, hungry or alone, he would search for love the only way he knew how. He would worry. He would panic. And while his panics and worry hurt him, he did so in thinking he was loving himself, but he wasn't. Today the son learned that love and worry are not the same thing. He had been so confused with his whole life on what love was, but now he's untangled. He gets to go find out. So, like, that was, like, when I looked at my panic attack to try to find the good, I found my mom. Wow, that's crazy. And, like, it's this vestige of her worry, like, for me and her love for me. And, like, um, that's what my panic attacks are. Mm. And I thought that I was actually, I weirdly thought I was love like subconsciously in a deep, deep, deep place. I thought I was loving myself by worrying about myself. Mm. So like I would create. The worries so, manifest as panic. Yeah. And I would just worry, 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 more, worry. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's not working. It's not, why isn't the worry, why isn't the working, making love? I don't get it. Why is there no love? Okay. Worry more, worry more, worry more yeah. until panic. 
Right, right. Cascade. Cascading, right? And so it's like, that is what I was trying to do. I was trying to love myself. Mm. I was afraid and I was trying to love myself by worrying for myself, mm. about myself. And um, so it's like when the individual can heal that, it's like it just fucking becomes this amazing domino effect. Um, and like it becomes a generational thing and it's like amazing. And like I, I basically learned then like, okay, so I put the whole thing, that was like putting into practice what I had learned the day before, mm. which is like, okay, we're in an overwhelming situation here dealing with, in this case, um, anxiety. Mm. And like you look at anxiety until you find something that's beautiful about it. Yeah, and yeah, what's yeah. beautiful about it is like, it's my mother's love. Mm. It's just like I had it, I had the, my whole definition of love had been wrong. Right. And so, like, once that happens, it's like, oh, okay, like, my whole view of anxiety and, and uh, panic shifts. Mm. And it creates a space for me to, like, heal myself. Mm. And, like, it was so crazy. I, I started, I was just crying, crying. I, was, I felt all my mom's pain and all my mom's worry and all my mom's love and all this stuff. Mm. And um, it was super-duper healing. <laughs> and uh, I wound up kind of, you know, really healing that part of me and because um, these, these things are like that that all those um misinterpreted um views all those all, all that <coughs> you've been holding them in your yeah. body yeah for like 33 years yeah for years yeah. right yeah. so you, i mean that's why I've, I've found with with the san pedro like whenever i've done san pedro it like finds things and yeah it's like You've been worried. You've been traumatized, or you've been hurt by this. Yeah, and like you've you've held that for like years, yeah. Unno unbeknownst to you. And you don't know it, right? Yeah. And then it finds it, and that's the amazing thing about it. It finds it, and it goes. Yeah. You're worried about, you, you know, you're hurt from that, so you have to, you have to need to acknowledge it, and you have to like let it go. Yeah, yeah. It's like an emotional, yeah thing that like yeah once you once you grieve it yeah you, you know you you have a chance to mourn grieve whatever it is yeah but it, you you feel like your body just yeah but like i had to button. i had to learn how to let it go like i didn't that know must, how yeah, yeah. to let it go i was like what is let it go like what, what do i do like what action i don't i don't get yeah. that like what do i need to do it's like now i know how to let it go yeah to shift the feeling you gotta like go into it and find the good in, the it. Good in it yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like okay that's actually not bad okay yeah. Mm, now I can let it go. It's a crazy medicine, right? <laughs> oh my god, it's so crazy. Um, and by the and like you know, every night um you know we're we're like it, surrounded by this kind of great campfire. Yeah, yeah. And like seeing songs and people were really cool. People like, were super like, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's and a good thing about these these retreats that yeah. when you go to them, like the people that go there are kind of like they're kind yeah. of like it's hard to. From the outset, you, you, you have a lot of fear and doubt, but every yeah. time I've done it, you just realize these are just, A, they're just people. Yeah. B, um, they are doing work. They're doing hard work on yeah. themselves, so they don't pass on this stuff yeah. to society in general. So these people are like, I've got like my utmost respect for anybody who engage, does all these kind of plant ceremony things. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that what they're really doing, what they're really doing, and what you're really doing, is that you're what you're doing is you're stopping the cycle. Yeah. So you're you're taking trauma um out of the this is your gift to society, 
right, is a healed version of you, mm-hmm. right? And a healed version of you does good. Yeah. And an unhealed version of you spreads more fear, more yep. anxiety. Yeah. And, and, and it can, in, in, it's like the, it's the bravest thing you can do. It's the most um, profound gift you can give to yourself and to society in general and to your family and friends is, but when you do these things is by confronting and, and learning how to heal these deep, deep traumas that you have. Yeah. You know, so it's like my, my hat always goes off to all the hippies and the new ages. Oh, and me the too. They're the tra- best people. Oh, the best. You know, the they're, best just, they're, people. they're just, they're willing to, they're doing a lot of work that a lot of other people aren't willing to do. Oh yeah. And they, they're, <coughs> I think that there's a lot we can learn from like people yeah. like that in so many ways. Like yes. the, the, the amount of wisdom they all had and like just be able to, they all just so present and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, it's fucking hilarious as well. I, I never laughed so hard in my life. Some of the yeah. stuff was so freaking funny. Um, <laughs> I laughed like I I laughed till I cried basically. And I just met these amazing people, and uh, I was just really lucky that you know I'm the first person in my family who had really had the time and the space and the ability to heal myself that way. I think everyone else was just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's, but it's not to what that means is that like you're, you're basically you're dealing with like serious ancestral. Oh man. Like all this ancestral stuff came up and it was like, Oh fuck. I have been carrying that. I was like, I don't want to carry this shit. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, don't. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to, but that's, you know, look man, I I think it's, and it's something that that I've, I've found as well. Like when I've, when I did, uh, when I last did San Pedro, it came to me really strongly that, um, I can be quite proud of myself. Because, um, you know, you're doing something that um, stops the progression of trauma, right? That stops trauma from spreading out. And if I hadn't, I, I realized, like, if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't have taken, you know, taken the initiative to, to, to do this kind of work on myself, then there's so much, there's so many things that would have been passed on to my son, mm. passed on to my future kid or mm. whatever, if I have any more. Um, that that would have been unconscious, right? That I wouldn't have con- I wouldn't have known about it. Yeah, I would have understood it properly. And there's a lot, there's, there's a, a hell lot. of a lot going on in my family, like a hell of a lot mm. that that I wasn't aware of, right? That that over time I've started to come to understand. And I kind of discuss these things a bit with my family, but they don't, re- you know, and you know, bless them, like they 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 did their they did their absolute best given the time they grew up in mm-hmm. and the time they had available yeah uh, and the culture that they grew up in and etc cetera, etc cetera, and their own cap- within their own capabilities they did the absolute best that they did to heal what went wrong in their lives you know the yeah. stuff that came from their parents and you know but but you know did they did they could they have gone further? Yeah, they could have gone a hell of a lot further because as mm-hmm. I'm finding out, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, there's all this stuff we've got to deal with. Wow, sh- shit, I didn't, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and and yeah, I remember having this feeling of feeling kind of proud of myself. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, maybe people are not going to recognize. It's hard to explain to people who haven't done it. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's, it's quite it sounds crazy. It's, it sounds kind of crazy, right? Yeah. But like it's hard, but but when when you've done it and you meet other people who've done it and who do this kind of this this kind of thing, you have this res- respect for them where you're like, hey oh, man, yeah. I see you, like I see what you're doing, bro. Like that's a 
Yeah. You know, you're a warrior, you know, you're 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 really um taking one for the team, taking one for the planet. Yeah. Right? Because because and this is another sort of theory that I've been this is kind of what San Pedro one of the things that kind of showed me, one of the insights that I had was that the earth is constantly in a process of trying to heal itself. Right? So whenever there's discord or disharmony, um, the earth kind of sings to itself. Right, the earth is constantly singing to itself, right? There's a humming or there's a like a sort of vibration, there's a vibratory field, right? And I think this actually exists that they've they've shown that like NASA's shown that kind of that there's an earth frequency. I think it's mm-hmm. like seven hundred and thirty four hertz or something like that, right? Um, that the earth hums along at this particular frequency. And that's the frequency within which life flourishes, right? Which mm. life is in everything's in harmony with itself. Um, you know, you listen to like the sound of a dolphin, they've put like they put dolphin noises and whale uh, s- singing through, and they've g- generated graphics out of it, and it's all symmetrically perfect. Mm. Some of them look like flowers, right? If you're looking, it looks like a symmetrically perfect flower, mm-hmm. right? That, that That's what a, a dolphin sound sounds like, right? So I guess all this to say that there, there's an earth frequency. There is some, there's a harmony at which life functions best, right? Mm. So, so, and the earth is constantly trying to heal itself. And so you're born into as a human being and you, you've got, you know, your mum and dad or maybe your mum or maybe your dad. And, and, you know, hopefully you've had, uh, uh, there isn't too much trauma, but that's, for, for, for most of us, there is. Yeah. And I think that, that that's the sort of the nature of humanity almost, right? That we're, we're like a relatively new species. Mm. And we, we're, there's a, we've got a lot of shit to work out. We're like adolescents. Yeah. Almost, we're like an adolescent species on the planet, and we've got a hell of a lot of. I mean, just think about what we'll have in the past century. You know, two two world wars, two colossal world wars like Vietnam. You've got these gigantic. You know, we've got nuclear weapon like nuclear mm-hmm. bombs that like we've been blowing each other up, blowing ourselves up. We've been committing genocides, holocausts. Yeah. Um, you know, race wars, civil wars, like mm-hmm. you name it. Like we've gone to war with ourselves, and we've gone to war with the planet as well. Yeah. And that is a massive amount of trauma stored up within mm-hmm. our collective mm-hmm. selves. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, th- what happens when your, I don't know, your grandfather went to war, mm-hmm. you know, had to kill like... Yeah, at 16 years old. Yeah, kill people, then come home, integrate yeah. himself back into society. Pretend he's normal. <clears throat> Pretend he's normal, right? You know, maybe like he starts going crazy drinking and beating yeah. up your grandmother. Yeah, exactly. Has kids. Driving a truck. Right, yeah, you, you, you've got your... Then they have kids, right? Yeah. They, you, you have no idea. Like my grandfather, I never had a conversation with my grandfather about mm. anything. Yeah. Nothing. Not not a yeah. single conversation with him. Yeah, and the, you know what was so cool was to be able to do that with my, my grandpa because he was just an amazing man. Like, he really came out of all this stuff really, really, like, well. The, was he at war? Did he, yeah, he, went to, he went to World War II at age 16. Fuck, you know he he came from he, he didn't have like shoes he came from like you know a, those kind of irish like you know he ran liquor with his dad you know like yeah, that was yeah. a job and he was like a like a rum runner you know yeah, yeah. he n- couldn't really read or write that well never had an education didn't have shoes like dirt poor dirt what, poor and he world war went to world war ii at age 16 saw some probably some real yeah, nasty stuff was a became a sergeant yeah, at yeah. age 16 you're commanding men wow. you know you're leading men into combat in like you're 16 years old you're 16 That's fucking nuts. years old Jesus That's Christ nuts. you can 
you can't even drive. Yeah, you can't legally like drink. legally. You yeah. know, you can't legally drink and all that shit. And yeah, you think maybe like your alcoholic father, abusive, desperately poor, horrible, like shitty, shitty situation. Yeah. But because he did all those things, he made my life possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. he moved out of Alabama. Yeah, yeah. And you know, because of that, I'm here today. Right, right, right. And it's like his courage. To, to, make, to, to, to really, you know, and he's just this amazing, and I just felt his presence. It's just this amazing presence. Um, so that's my my dad's dad, and we just had a we just laughed. That's we just amazing. we just joked around and laughed, and and he just gave me like this, you know, and I just felt he was really proud of me. Yeah, and um, of what you were doing, of what I was doing, and just me in general. And I got to kind of so I I was like you know like he he I was like can you like I want you to clean up some stuff. That you did, mm. and he's like, "Yeah, okay," and he just like sat there with it, and he sat there with my 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 dad's spirit, mm. my dad's alive. But they 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 talked, and I like left them to go to work on that while I went to go work with my other grandfather, yeah. who was way more f- fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And I so I didn't really like my other grandfather. I thought he was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, I thought yeah. that, and San Pedro was like, mm, "Is yeah. that what you think?" And I was like, "Yeah." He did all these horrible things. He treated my mother badly, and I was like, I was like, yeah. They're like, everybody's like, yeah, but mm. <laughs> is that really? Can you really have a conversation with someone if like that is the framework? That's the platform. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. He's like, remember we had to find the good. I was like, oh fuck, I gotta find the good, don't yeah. I? So I was like, there's nothing good. Guy's a piece. This guy's an animal. Yeah. And San Pedro's like, what about your mom? I was like, ah, I did make give me my mom. Yeah. I was like, ah, shit. Okay. Yeah, fine, I, was like, I guess I have to work this one out. Yeah. And I talked to his spirit as well. And I was like, listen, you fucked up a lot of things. Yeah. And then I realized that every everything he did is coming from a place of not having love. Yeah. He, he had a terrible time himself. Yeah. And he just didn't. He He's coming from a place of no love, right? So. But he has a lot of stuff to fix, too. Yeah. So normally what old me would have, like, tried to take responsibility for the things that he did. Yeah. But instead, I was like, no, you need to go. You, yeah, you. Go sort that out. Go yeah. go sit and think about that, and I'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. And start talking to people's, like, cosmic spirits. And you need to figure this out, because I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. You, you fuck some shit up. Yeah. Did he, did he take it? No. No, he, no, he didn't. No. He, he's probably lost. He, he just can't face it it's too much it's too much yeah it's interesting you get those sensations sometimes he's weak yes he's weak and (coughs) he's not he couldn't do so it was like funny like this is like we came back but anyway i'm leaving him to deal with this and i go back to my grandfather and my father spirit and they're just like laughing and joking and and like i just and I stood there, and I just felt the love of my father, my grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I was like, man, I was like, you know, Grandpa, you, you know, my dad didn't didn't get to experience being just like the apple of your eye. Mm. You know, you just never gave him that. Mm. And I just like felt that feeling of just like being like having your father and your grandfather proud of you. Mm. And I just, I just started crying. It was so beautiful. I never ex- really experienced that before. And um, 
it was amazing. And, uh, and I just, and we, I just, I just got to be there with his spirit and, and my dad's like spirit as well. And, and just have them be proud of me. And it was just such an incredible feeling, you know, it was, it's so healing. And then, uh, went back to my, my mom's dad and it was like, Oh, you're not ready to look at any of this. And because of that, you just like, you're passing it on. Cause you just like, it's like you left a mess in the kitchen and you want someone else to clean it up. Yeah. And I was like, okay. But I'm not going to clean it up. Yeah. I was like, I'm not cleaning it up. Uh, and it was sort of just like, okay, that's what that is. So there's a lot of garbage there, like left over, you know, and um, and I think my mom has cleaned a lot of that up. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you know, he just was kind of a weak guy and yeah, yeah. couldn't face his. He couldn't. Not the demons. Couldn't, the, the, not yeah. demons. He, he couldn't. Well, his responsibility. There's no. He couldn't he, face his responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. He just wasn't a real responsible man. Person. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a that was an interesting experience, and um, it's, it's it's amazing, right? What what the the gift that you can get from San Pedro, like the, the yeah. I mean, it's it's called a mir- the mir- okay. So there are two plant the ayahuasca and and the San Pedro are regarded as the master plant teachers. Yeah, oh well, yeah, in the Amazon, the master plant, not in the Amazon. So the San Pedro is from the Andes. But, yeah, um, but they are regarded as being master plants and for very 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 good reason like it's hard to describe i know people listening will be like if you got this far through the podcast like, yeah god bless you god bless you uh but yeah but for, for, you can't the le- the depths to which it can go healing you because even let's say even if those experiences weren't real doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't i mean matter. they they it's, it's real well, the it's, healing is real i mean the healing is real so like all the you know the, all the Western atheist people saying, well, it's not really part. You can't talk to your ancestors and okay. okay, cool. Go and drink. Go drink it and tell me. Go 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 and drink it and come back Absolutely. and talk to me. You know, uh, I, that's how I feel. Like it, I don't need to prove anything to anybody, whether it exists or not. No, yeah, not at all. And I also yeah. like it's like what a waste of time that is. Like how uninteresting is that to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's like. But it, it heals. One, the one thing it does do is hundred percent. So, like, I would say to anybody who's listening, who's who, who's like really struggling, even if you don't believe in any of their spirit stuff and blah blah blah, this stuff heals. It oh, works. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It, and, it, and it's hard work. It's real hard work, but it 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 works. So it's a very so talk about the hard work. I mean, it's crazy how hard it is. Yeah. It's crazy how hard. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah. And so, so ayahuasca lasts like four or five hours. Mm. San Pedro lasts ten to twelve. Yeah, it goes. Oh. So, <laughs> but it like ayahuasca is compressed so mm. it's like more intense because yeah. it's like going to be it's like so, yeah. yeah and San Pedro is really pretty gentle in comparison mm. you're going to have moments of difficulty but you're also going to have just like moments of just beauty and relaxing yeah, and it's yeah. great and the work is really your choice mm. at least on San Pedro I could have fucked off and just like had a great time and laid in the mm. flowers and it would have brought stuff up but I, I could have I could have chosen to not deal with it mm. Ayahuasca does not work like that. Ayahuasca like, goes like, listen, motherfucker, you got some shit to work on. Actually, no, I take it back. I've had ayahuasca allow me to choose stuff. But it's yeah. like, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? Mm. I couldn't say a uh, third option, just going to like enjoy the flowers for a second. Mm. It's like, no, no, motherfucker. No, San Pedro is like the, per- for me, it's like the, the perfect medicine almost in that. Yeah. You don't, there's no, you don't have to be scared of it. Either. No. It's very, it's very unscary. 
Although, fuck, uh, I was pretty like once like you know reality started vibrating and uh, <laughs> melting away, and I felt like I was dying. That was pretty scary. Um, but I also could. I also chose to stay in that. Like I, ch- I uh, there were if I want any time I wanted to mm. just like stop. Yeah, Sandra was like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah. you want to stop? I, I, I had a one. I had an experience once, um, and it, this was on the third day that I drunk um, Pachuma, and uh, I went fucking. F- I was far, mm-hmm. far, far, far out there, far out there. Where I was, we was in the jungle, and I was listening to the sounds of the birds and the bees mm. and the frogs and the lizards and the yeah and the you know the crickets and the whatever it was when. And it was like it became this symphony, right, of like sound, and and everything. I realized that like there was this rhythm to nature, right, and it Mm. was just beating. It was it was like this solid heartbeat goes boom, 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 and I'm like, wow, this is crazy, right? But then I started realizing that like what I was listening to was my own heart. Mm. So, So it was my own heart beating in complete synchronicity with everything around me. Oh, fuck, right? that's crazy. Going, ba-boom, 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 uh. right? And I remember just being like, I was like lying on the floor, right? Yeah. On, on this deck in the middle of the Amazon rainforest, right? With yeah. like, all these other people. And uh, I saw the, the shaman was on the other side. I saw him, he was about 20, 30 feet away from me, probably 25 feet away from me, right? And I remember like seeing him, I was like looking at him. I saw, I saw where he was and then I was like just lying back going, this is fucking hell this is intense right like that the whole earth is one single organism mm-hmm. and my heartbeat is the earth's heartbeat right <laughs> and then it, i was just keep i kept on floating i felt like i was floating out 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 mm-hmm. out into the ether and all of a sudden i hear this like in my in my ear i hear this shoo, 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 like that right yeah and it kind of it, it kind of gently pulled me back into yeah. it grounded me it, like pulled yeah. me back and i'm like what the fuck was that yeah and i looked up and it was the shaman, but he was still standing twenty five feet away from me. Yeah, right. Yeah. I I still don't know how that happened. How he could have whispered in my ear, but yeah. been twenty five feet away and yeah. known exactly where I was. He knew that I had gone too. I was going a bit too far. Yeah, right. And I, I was so fucked that I I didn't have any resistance left. So I wasn't right. like I'm so scared. I'm like, right. I was like post fear. I'm done. I'm like <laughs> they, they were scared, and then I'm like, okay, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that, that I'm a human being anymore. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But that was a crazy. That was a crazy experience. Right. About how far you, you can go far. You can go deep. Yo, you can go deep, and you um, when you learn how to, like, I have a little bit of like learning how to like how to use the medicine better mm. like from as ayahuasca. You, yeah from because like in ayahuasca it's like a fire hose so you have to like really like work on it but i yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. like ayahuasca i'm trying to get through it mm. whereas wachuma i'm trying to take advantage of it y- yeah 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 yeah. you know it's crazy that right yeah it's i'm just like trying like i'm like oh, i want i don't want to like lose in this like wisdom i want to like mm. be in this place where i can like find the truth yeah, i yeah. can know myself mm. Like, man, I had this moment where I, like, I found out that I could fall in love with anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could fall in love with a flower. I could fall in love with a person. I could fall in love with nature. I could fall in love with myself. I could just, like, mm. it's like I could just create this love and I could just, like, channel it. Mm. And I was like, okay, like, I don't want to, like, how do I, now that I've learned this, like, how can I use this? Right. 
And Wachuma was like, oh, you want to learn how to use it? Okay, well, like, I'll go show you. It's like, like, just understand that, like, when you're in this place of love, how much better everything is. Right, right. And it's like, let's go make this walk better. Let's go make this moment better. It's like, oh. So it's like, it's like. Everything becomes like sacred almost. Yeah. You see, you see the sacred and everything. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's such a, it's such a gift. And. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your, your, your story again. Mm. But like, what, yeah, another, in, one of the insights I had uh, when I did San Pedro was uh, the recent one. Because so I've, I've been worrying about my garden. I've been really like, I don't know why it's been like really stressing me out. Because yeah. like, it's shit, right? Yeah. My garden's crap and it needs yeah. a lot of attention and money. Spent. It, yeah. it does need a lot of money spent on it, right? Yeah. And, and it's expensive. Um, but I was like, so it'd been really bothering me because I'm like, I claim I'm this environmental person. I mm-hmm. came out of the earth and like, look at my garden and it looks like a sort of a building site, right? Yeah. So I was just asking, so I'm like saying to San Pedro, like, he like found that. It was mm-hmm. like, Ah, okay, let's talk about your garden. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know, what do I do about my garden? What do I do about my garden? It's like, okay, you want to know? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you need to love your garden. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm like, that's it? And it's like, yeah, yeah. that's it. I'm like, but what about the, which kind of flowers? Yeah. Should I get native species? Should yeah, I get, yeah. which one should I get? Like, should uh, I get like, what kind of soil? And he goes, just love your garden. It's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. you're okay. Love your garden. Yeah, yeah. Fall in love with your garden. Fall in love with your garden. Fall in love with your garden. <laughs> that's it. I'm like, that really? That's it? That's yeah. it. That's, that's like true for everything. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of yeah. course, of course. You know, like how do you raise your kid? Yeah, just love know? him. Just love the kid. Yeah, spend time with him. Spend time, love the kid. Yeah. Know? Or way too much. What school is he going to go to? Yeah. Da, 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 doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Bro, listen, I think we should wrap it up, man. But, but Yep. That was an amazing story and retelling of your experience. Yeah, um, I, I, I basically so after after that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Is anything yeah, keep, we can we can continue in the next podcast? Yeah, if you want. we can we can keep going. I'm is gonna that, go, if you feel that there's more to talk about. No, I I, wanna, I, I, I'm I'm gonna go to Burning Man so we can talk about that when I get back. <laughs> uh, I'm staying in this healing camp, so it's like all about you know, it's like yoga, meditation, breath work. Mm. Uh, you know, body work, Reiki, some plant medicines are gonna be there. Wachuma will be there. Um, so I'm gonna like, you know, I'm probably not gonna drink. Um, but I, I, I will help people, like assist, yeah. assist and try to get help them yeah. to, you know, uh, make the most use out of it. But yeah, we can talk about that when I get back. And uh, if anyone is interested, um, in in learning more, just reach out to us. We'll we'll guide you and help you uh, learn more there's ceremonies all over the u.s um there's ceremonies all over the world uh some good some bad so feel free to reach out to us and we'll help you uh find find a good a good place and a, and a good person you can if you google la casa de la gringa you can la casa de la gringa in peru, yeah. in peru you can uh, learn more about leslie and she's, she's great. Yeah, she's man. really great, and you can and you can check that out as well. And um, you can check out our Patreon and uh, throw us a few bucks so we can help uh, continue this podcast and uh, and spread the word on on how to heal yourself. Patreon dot com forward slash bantercast. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, we're gonna be doing like more upgrades and stuff, and uh, we're really gonna be making changes to the podcast and stuff in the in the near future, but. Um, I think it was most important to make sure that you were 
healed up. Oh man, dude, I, I, f- I yeah. just feel so good. Yeah, that's great, man. All right, much All love right. to everyone. Peace out. Peace, and we'll see you soon. Follow us on iTunes and leave us a review if you love us. If it's five stars. If it's five stars. If it's not five stars, don't leave us a review. Yeah, fuck off. All right, guys. All right, later.